0: Welcome to Ghouls Night Out with your hostesses Brandy and Jody. Hello beautiful ghouls, welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister Jody. Hello. Okay, so you guys, I was editing the podcast last week and I pretty sure we caught Jacob again. So I'm going to put that here. And you, just let us know what you think. We think it sounds sounds like the same guy that we caught before, and we don't know what he's saying. So let us know if you want. I mean, you know. Okay, so I have a riddle this oh, week.
1: Oh, I'm not good at riddles.
0: Neither am I, and that's why I'm doing them, because I love them. I think they're so clever. They are cool, but they piss me off because I can never get them. Well, I'll have the answer every week. So. Okay. What has to be broken before you can use it? An egg. Yes. Oh, I got it right. <laughs> I'm starting off with the... Uh, the very, easy, very easy ones. Easy ones. That's yeah. <laughs> good. <'cause... laughs> okay, and then I have some stories from people who were mistaken for working at the place where they were shopping or doing, you know, where they were at. Okay. So, morons, in other words. Yeah. Okay, so first one, for context, yes, I do work there, but I was off that day and went to my job to grab a couple things. I work in a grocery store. I was stopped while I was picking out eggs by a woman who said, can you check in the back for more water? I froze and said, um, I don't work here, lady, sorry, and turned back to picking my eggs, to which she says, you do work here. I've seen you here before. Let me tell you the absolute frustration in my voice when I said this. Lady, ask someone who is not in a fucking dress and heels and looks like they're working. All I remember hearing was her saying she wanted to speak to a manager. She even name dropped one of them. Oh, I don't don't want to go to the back of a dusty store when I'm off. I barely want to go in there when I have to go in there. If I went to the back to look for and grab a case of water, I would be fired immediately. My whole outfit plus heels was an extreme safety hazard. What an idiot. Yeah. Dress in a he- and heels and you're like, uh, can you go look in the back? Or, like, what the fuck? I hate everyone. Don't. Go find someone with a freaking uniform exactly. on. Exactly. What is your problem? People, people are, are selfish. People have lives other than their jobs. God. Okay, next one. My wife is deaf, I'm hearing. We communicate primarily in sign language, especially when we're out of the house, since masks make any lip reading impossible. Last night, we go to our local liquor store to pick up a fancy bottle of scotch to celebrate some good fortune in our lives. While the actual manager is grabbing the bottle from above the fancy scotch case, we're standing off to the side and having a little signed conversation. A group of six people, three couples, walks up, probably all in their early to mid-sixties, their ringleader walks up to me and parks his cart in front of me. This is the conversation. So ringleader says, chilled whites? Me, stopping my signed conversation and turning around, huh? Ringleader, we're the chilled whites. Me, still trying to get my bearings of what the hell he was talking about. He just, he, you know, he doesn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Ringleader, do you guys have chilled white wine? Me, I have no idea, dude. Do you think I work here? Ringleader, oh, I saw you gesturing like you worked here. Me, I'm using sign language with my deaf wife. Ringleader didn't even apologize. He just stood there stunts, stunned for a few seconds then slunk off with the other four out of six trailing them. The last couple stopped, and the lady turns to us and says, in perfect fluent sign language, I'm really sorry about that. Turns out she was a deaf educator for a while. We had a pleasant little chat where I explained that I was fine. I'm used to being mistaken as the man- as a manager, just not when I'm out with my wife, since most people are terrified to approach a signing couple. Aww. That's sad. It is. It is. But I mean, we're just not used to it, and mm-hmm. we just don't understand, and we're totally stupid. So we don't get how we don't know how to communicate exactly. You know? So we try so to like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is yes, it is, it is. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, okay, next one. Long story short, in 2014, I was working at a pizza chain. At the beginning of July, I gave a two-weeks notice to my manager that I'd be leaving to move out of state to be closer to family and a better job market. I finished out my time as promised, moved, found a new, better gig, and that was that. In the summer of 2015, I received a call from the new store manager. He informed me that he's been putting me on the schedule, and it was unacceptable that I wasn't even coming in to look. If I didn't show up today, he would have no choice but to fire me. I asked, did the old manager not take me out of the system after I quit last year? He grumbled and made some snarky comment that if I had to quit a year ago, I wouldn't be in his scheduling program. I let him know I live in a completely different state and working a completely different job and would not be showing up for any shifts he scheduled for me. He threatened to fire me again. And (laughs) my God, what does he not get? And I reiterated Hey, I don't actually work for you, so what you what are you going to do, I guess? He hung up, and that was the last I heard of it. Until we fast-forward to yesterday, I received a letter from the corporate office informing me that, per their records, I haven't shown up to work since July of 2014, and unfortunately, they were going to have to terminate me. I still almost can't stop laughing, especially since, you know, they sent me the letter to the address I gave them when I quit. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, and the, the saddest part, that is not the only story like that in here. Oh, my gosh! And it's really, it's, it's kind of sad. Okay, next one. Backstory: when I was younger, I had a job at a small market in our city central. Usually, you can work from ages 15 to 17, but as soon as you turn 18, you will most likely get fired. Once you turn 18, your salary increases a lot. This is important for later. For the past two years, I worked at the same shop sitting sitting at the desk, but since I was nearing age 18, I knew I couldn't stay. This meant I knew I was about to get fired, and sure enough, a week before I turned 18, I was told I was fired. I told my former boss I knew why, and it was understandable, since the small shop needed to save as much money as possible, since the income and profit were already low, for being a a local city market and not some big shopping center. I got a bonus for being fired and decided to keep this bonus to use on something special. One day, weeks later, I see that the same shop just got home, oh, they just got some extremely expensive and unique food products imported from around the world, and out of pure curiosity, I went there to buy some for myself. I arrived at the really busy shop, having many customers wanting to buy these special beers, sausages, and so on, but I had my eyes set on this one thing, American candy. I live in the EU, Europe, Europe. Um, And American candy isn't really being sold so much in my country. So I was drooling from the thought of getting to try some of these big products I hear about on the Internet. I went to take some of the candy and put it in my basket. And in steps, the jerk is what she calls him. Jerk was one of the greedy customers we had. When I still worked there, whenever there was a discount or something special, He took as much as he could, not letting other customers buy some. It got so bad that we needed to put an each customer may only purchase X amount of this product signs on some of our specialty products. So the jerk comes up to me and says, are you packing these away already? Me, ha ha, no, I was picking these for myself. Jerk, but you are still working. You can't purchase some, or you can purchase some when you're free from work. Me, Sorry, but I don't work here anymore. Jerk, yes you do. I saw you some weeks ago behind the counter. Me, I recently got fired since I turned 18. Jerk, yeah, that's good for you. Don't lie or I will call your boss and get you in serious trouble for stealing the products that are meant for the customers. Me, you can call him. It's not a joke. I really got fired since turning 18. Jerk then began screaming about how I was being disrespectful and how I shouldn't be working in the store anymore, <laughs> how I was taking and packing away special products from the customers so they can't buy any. I was getting pretty pissed at him, and since um, me and my former boss already knew that he was a sour, bitter old man, but he always kept telling me he was a good, loyal, paying customer. I always wanted to say screw it and say something whenever he went hoarding, in hoarding mode, and bought all the specialty products. I told the jerk to call my former boss and ask him if I still worked here. Out of nowhere, greedy jerk starts taking things out of my basket where I had where I had them, saying these don't belong to you. I then screamed at him for being so entitled and disrespectful, saying that he was the whole issue. He was the whole issue since I already admitted that I didn't work there. I then stopped screaming in the old man's face to where. I then saw two police officers walk down the hall toward me and him. I got so pale because it looked really bad since I had just got done screaming my face off in his face. The police officer then holds up his hand to grab my attention, where I just stare at him directly in the eyes, where the jerk then decides to slap me in the face and punch me in the stomach. What? Making me drop my basket I was holding. Um, It didn't really hurt, but took me by surprise. The two police officers then went from walking and holding eye contact with me to running at us and looking at the jerk. They handcuffed him and called my former boss, confirming with the camera that he was just being a douche and that I told the jerk that I didn't work at the store anymore. The officers told me that they had a call from one of the bypassing customers who got worried because they heard stealing being yelled in the store and jerk causing a tantrum. I left with my American candy that day and an apology from my former boss saying they should have done something about him before this happened. Apparently, this wasn't the first time that jerk left and left the store in cuffs. What? What did? Seriously, what the fuck? Over candy? Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Unreal. Okay, next one. I'm Brown and I'm an IT executive. This is insane. Oh, (laughs) no. I ordered takeout from a local barbecue place and was going back to my hotel with my food in a large paper bag with the name of the restaurant written in large letters on the side. There was a group of people outside the hotel, and as I approached the, the entrance, this woman rushes over, grabs my bag of food, and I yank it back. She goes, I've been waiting for this. It just hits me that she thinks I'm her food delivery driver. Here with her food. Why would you run up and grab it? I know. Oh, my God. (laughs) I politely tell her that I'm not her delivery driver. With a confused look on her face, she goes, Are you sure? You look like one. Oh, my God. Uh. At this point, I just want her to let go of my bag, and a few of her guy friends come over and tell me to stop giving her a hard time and hand over her food. So I spell it out for them. I am not your food delivery driver. This is my food. I'm a guest at this hotel. I yank the bag away from her, and as I enter the hotel, I see her pulling out her phone and saying, I'm calling calling the delivery service and telling them what an asshole you are, and I want my money back. Go right ahead, lady. Go right ahead. Oh, my. What is people's problem? I know. Like who? Oh does that <laughs>
1: oh my god oh my god not not just the fact that she automatically assumes she's
0: a racist piece of shit, shit. yeah
1: absolutely
0: besides, besides that runs up and <laughs> grabs it and I've been of- waiting for this oh my god especially he wasn't even looking in their direction <laughs> he was walking into the hotel oh my god These people are insane. Listen to this one. I wear bright blue scrubs for my job. I had a doctor's appointment, so I'm taking a later lunch and decided to get curbside pickup. Unfortunately, the poor store is visibly swamped. After waiting about 15 minutes, I decided to walk in and pick up my order. No biggie. I have eyes. I see what's going on. After I collected my meal and walked out, a lady rolls down her window and starts waving and yelling me her last name, I assume, over and over. I ignore her and get in my car with my bag, take out my delicious baguette, buckle my seatbelt, etc. when suddenly she opened my car door. What? She started screaming about me taking her food and not delivering it to her or something. I was in shock and fear. Then she grabbed my bread. I was so scared and started yelling for help Thankfully, some people on the patio and the girl that was actually delivering the food heard me screaming and came. Side note, the delivery girl dropped this woman's bag of food to run and intervene. The police were called, and while they were on their way, I finally understood what was going on. Look at me. I'm in scrubs. I work at a hospital. Not this bakery, you idiot. The manager of the bakery gave me some gift cards and more bread, and the wild lady was taken into custody. Bonus, she parked in a handicap spot, so I think her car will be towed. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with people? Why oh would you gosh. go up to someone's car and open their fucking door? What the fuck is wrong with this person? Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Someone like what what what? <laughs> I just can't. I can't. <laughs> Okay, next one like what the fuck? I would have are punched her in her fucking face. I would have in immediately. Yeah, I would have immediately gone into defense mode mm-hmm. because um I would think she was stealing my car or something. Something, yeah. Oh my god. Insane. Okay, next one. I worked as a hostess during college at a big chain restaurant that had a huge staff. My location was the management training location for our region. So we had a lot of new managers cycling in and out. Most of them were promoted as servers or bartenders from different locations and had no management experience prior to this. I never loved working at this location as a lot of the new managers were on a little bit of a power trip, kind of comes with the territory as new managers. So after a year of being berated for issues that were completely out of my control, I finally got a new job and put in my two weeks notice. I handed it directly to our GM, thanked her for everything, and was set to leave on good terms with the company. Fast forward two weeks and I received a a notification that my schedule was set for the following week. I called the restaurant and reminded the on-duty manager that I was no longer an employee and they would need to put someone else on to fill my spot. They apologized and moved on. Another two weeks passed and I get the same notification. I call once again. To the restaurant to remind them, they again apologize. And before I hang up, I say something along the lines of, hey, make sure you make a note of this because I'm going out of the country next week and I won't be able to call if this happens again. They agree and we end it there. So this is where it gets dramatic. I'm on vacation in Spain and I get a string of angry texts from a new manager at the restaurant reminding me that I'm five minutes late And if I don't arrive in the next five minutes, I'll be written up. I text back saying, sorry, I know you're new, but I put in my two weeks over a month ago. I don't know why I'm still on the schedule. New manager replies saying that although that may be the case, it is absolutely unacceptable that I'm missing a shift and I'm scheduled for it. And if I don't come in, I'll be written up and in bad standing with the company. (laughs) I respond explaining that I'm out of the country and although I am sorry for their situation, I am no longer an employee and there is nothing I can do to help. I then receive a string of at least 15 messages back to back. And they, and let me tell you, they were the most unhinged messages I've ever read. They went from calling me unprofessional to unprofessional to an arrogant brat. Mind you, I've never worked with this woman. She started after I left. She accuses me of lying and being lazy saying that if you quit a job, you need to give notice, and I should be ashamed of what I have done to the restaurant. Of course, I took screenshots of the conversation and sent them to one of the other managers. Last I heard, she was suspended and then demoted back to her original position at a different location. Definitely for the best.
1: <laughs> Do people not read or comprehend
0: I don't what you know. tell them? I, I don't I don't know. You put in your 2 week notice a month ago and they're like, "Okay, well that may be the case." But what? That yeah. means I will not be there. <coughs> that means ever. I don't work. I I don't. <laughs> I don't know. God. Un people are dumb. That's all that's all there is to it. They're fucking dumb. Next one. <laughs> I just can't even. <laughs> The last one is so worth it. Just let me get to it. It's the best, okay? I use a cane. Not this one. This is not my name. <laughs> Okay. I still got a couple more. Okay, I use a cane to get around, and I attend a rather competitive program. But I'm also poor. I wear the same things I've worn since high school. While things will be looking up soon, I have to finish the program to be free of poverty. I'm sitting in an area of campus with a coffee with a coffee shop and seating. I usually study here. The coffee shop employees know me well since I always sit there and study and chat and get caffeine. On this day, the janitor is doing a once through of the place and we were chatting. He gets a call from his boss and leaves his stuff on my table with permission and I'm drinking my coffee and reading. Some freshman comes in. Despite the actual wet floor sign being there, she ignores it, almost slips and drops her iPhone. She immediately is furious, looks right at me, and says, maybe you should finish before you take a break and dry the floor, and just walks past me in a huff. She then says, I'm all for hiring special needs people, but holy shit, at least make sure they do the job and are not taking advantage of the generosity. She says it loud enough that all the employees hear it. When she gets up to the counter, she says, can you believe that? Is he new? The employee says, that's not our employee. That's a student. Leave. You're not getting coffee. Her, oh, come on. I can't deal with this today. Just give me coffee with espresso. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, employee, apologize to them now. Her, excuse me. Who do you think you are? Give me my damn coffee. Employee, no, you're banned. Get out. If you don't, I'll call campus police. Her, this is just a big misunderstanding. Let me talk to the owner or the manager. Employee no apologize or leave last chance. Her how am I supposed to know any of this? I'm new. I just started. Can you please give me my coffee? She was banned for the next four years. She was at the school. The boss that she was talking to gave me a free coffee. Aww. So that was I know oh my God, I know. I just want to smack these people inside their head. That's exactly what they need. They did not get that growing up. And they, you know, kids need discipline to not become these fucking dumbasses. Okay. (laughs) So it's your turn to do the stories that piss me off. Yes. (laughs) But like I said, the last one is fucking hilarious. It's so worth it. Okay. Next one. Not mine, but my grandmother's story. From the time I was in the first grade until... This is beautiful and so sweet. Oh. Okay. From the time I was in first grade until my freshman year of high school, my grandmother's phone number and the local high school in our small town had a phone number that was exactly the same except the last two digits... Two, <laughs> two digits. Two digits. You want another cherry? Yeah. <laughs> were <laughs> reversed. Every morning, Monday through Friday, between 645 and 7.45 a.m., my grandmother's phone would ring off the hook. My grandmother, being the sweet, wonderful woman that she was, would answer the phone. Now, you need to remember this. This is in the late 80s, and things were a lot different then. Every morning during the school year, between set times, someone was calling to say their student wouldn't be at school. When it first started happening, my grandmother would kindly say, I'm sorry, you have the wrong number. But after a while, she got to a point where she would sit at her kitchen table with a cup of coffee and a notebook and set the phone on the table. Every <laughs> morning when she got these calls, my grandmother would kindly ask, what's your name and what's your student's name and why aren't they coming in? <laughs> then every morning at 810, she would call the high school and give them her list. What a wonderful woman. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> That's so cute. That is so sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Well, my shift is starting. (laughs) Let me get my coffee. (laughs) They should have paid her something. Seriously, that's adorable. (laughs) I love her. Okay, and this is my last one. My wife and I are senior citizens. In other words, we are old. (laughs) My dear wife is a strong, independent, take no shit from anyone type of woman. I adore her for it. She keeps me in line and pushes me to be a better man and is the reason behind my modest success in life. She is sarcastic, is wicked smart, and can cuss like a sailor. And as she gets older, her filter is practically non-existent. (laughs) (laughs) A few months ago, we decided to treat ourselves and we made reservations at a rather high-end restaurant. They had a maitre, maitre d', highly trained waitstaff, etc. My wife, even though she's in her 70s has very little gray hair, and can easily pass for 55. She was wearing a very pretty white lacy blouse, very flattering black pants, and black flats. She looked good. (laughs) When we arrived, there was no line, surprisingly, and the Major D had apparently stepped away from the podium where he usually stands. We were waiting there, and my wife was right next to the podium, and I had sat down at one of the benches provided by the entrance when another couple came in. Without missing a beat, the man walked up to the podium and told my wife, Rockefeller, not the name he used, but their last name, we have reservations for two. My wife said that she was sure someone would be with them shortly. And the woman huffed a little and the man said, please seat us now. My wife told them that she's waiting to be seated. But the man said again, seat us now. So my wife said, right away, walk this way. She walked away with them behind her. She walked around the partition, separating the entrance to the dining area, circled around to the other end, and led them back to the entrance, pointed to the bench, and said, Sit down! (laughs) (laughs) The man looked like he was going to blow a gasket, (laughs) and my wife repeated, I don't work here, you moron! You wanted me to seat you, so sit the fuck down! I would love to see something like that. I know. As the couple was sputtering, and before it could escalate further, the maitre d' arrived, we gave our name, and he led us away. There was no yelling and no threats of police. We had a wonderful meal, overpriced, but oh well, and the other couple was several tables away from us. We didn't interact with them, but they did shoot us dirty looks now and then. (laughs) Now, before you say my wife overreacted and could have explained that she didn't work there in a better way, she has a wicked sense of humor and hates idiots. She loves being a smartass and is so good at it. One of the reasons that I, after being with her all these years, still love being put in my place by her when I start getting a little too misogynistic. Uh, I have lost the love of my life due to the current global health crisis, Maybe someday I'll be able to post new content about the wonderful woman I was honored to call my wife. I just am not in the right headspace to do so now. Oh, Isn't that hilarious? Oh, I, oh my God. What a wonderful human being. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. You wanted me to sit you, sit the fuck down. Hey, she tried to tell him. She did. He was an asshole. Exactly. She, yes. So he got... Exactly what he deserves. <laughs> Absolutely. And she's wonderful for giving it to him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Those are mine. Oh, that was great. <laughs> okay.
1: This week I did. People share their unexplainable childhood memories.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Okay. When I was about four or five, I was in the foyer by my front door when I saw my father come in the house, put down his briefcase, and then walked to my mother to give her a kiss on the cheek. Then the front door opened again. It was my father again. I looked next to me where I had seen him put his briefcase. It was gone. I looked back at him scared and said, you just did that. Oh. I have never hallucinated in the more than twenty five years since this happened, and nothing like it has ever happened since.
0: Weird. That is. I got a chance. That's like, I mean, it's like, um, like a, just a recurring memory or something, though. Something like that. Is that something that he did every single day? Probably. Or, you know. Yeah. It's just weird. That is weird.
1: Oh, I wasn't done with that paper. <laughs> I don't believe in the supernatural today, but I used to. What the fuck? I don't know. Makes no sense. So there I was, a seven-year-old kid in rural Utah. I was staying the night at my grandparents' house on Main Street. I didn't want to sleep, so around midnight, I went down into the basement. I took my matchbox cars and played Night City with my glowing better blocks. I had this little metropolis going on when my great-uncle came down to play with me. Should I mention my great uncle died when I was two? (gasps) Uh, Well, he did.
0: Oh my God.
1: Anyway, my great uncle and I played Night City for a good hour. I remember it like it was yesterday. He drove the Lincoln because that was his favorite car. Anyway, it got late and he had to leave so he wouldn't miss his train. He left. I went to sleep. The next morning, I asked when uncle was coming back to play again. My grandparents were slightly offended that I brought it up. They hadn't seen him since before I was born and wanted nothing to do with him. He was the black sheep of the family. I said he and I played cars and showed them the car that he drove in our city. They were uncomfortable with this and chalked it up to my imagination. I never met my uncle. Again, he passed when I was two. Over the years since then, I had learned that he drove both a train for Union Pacific and a Lincoln Mark 7. Weird. Is it 7? Yeah. Lincoln Mark 7, like I said, I don't believe in ghosts, but I don't know how seven-year-old me knew things about an estranged relative who perished when I was two and was never spoken of due to certain family issues. To this day, I don't know what happened that night, but I remember playing Night City with some guy who said he was my uncle like it was yesterday. He was super nice, and at the end of the game, he simply left out the back door.
0: What? How can you say you don't believe? So was he dead? Or not? Yeah, he died when he was two. Oh, that's right. And I was thinking seven is kind of old. Yeah, it's be... an older... Yeah.
1: My sister is 10 years younger than me. When I was in middle school, both my parents worked swing shift shifts, so I would take care of her after school on any given day. One of those particular days, my sis was napping in her bedroom, which was on the far end of the house, and I was watching TV in the living room. I even remember very specifically that I was watching Clarissa, oh my gosh. (laughs) I did it too. (laughs) Clarissa Explains It All. I used to watch that. I know, showing my age here. (laughs) Hey.
0: (laughs) Damn it. Shouldn't have said anything. (laughs) Oh, that was
1: great. And that the show was on commercial break when weird shit happened. Aside from the TV, the house was quiet as could be, when from the other side of the house, I hear a sudden and very decisive slam coming from within the house somewhere. I remember sitting upright and freezing in that position. I don't remember having any way to verify it, but I swear it was my parents' bedroom door that had slammed. Well, a full minute or so goes by before my sister, she couldn't have been a day older than three at the time, Saunters into the living room with the most sleepy, dazed look on her face. At that point, I was so jostled that I couldn't really speak. My sister was the one to break the silence to ask, where did she go? As I regained the wits to be able to piece words together again, I asked, where did who go? To which my sis replied, the lady that was just talking to me. I have no way of really knowing for sure, but I'm certain that at that point, I must have gone pale. I distinctly remember the intermingled feelings of vertigo, nausea, and paranoia. No more than a half a minute passed by before my sister shrugged it off and with humor in her voice said, Never mind, and went back to her room as if all, as if all was business as usual. I don't remember what eventually broke my paralysis or how long I was in that state, but I eventually got the nerve after getting the largest kitchen knife I could find, of course, <laughs> and did a half-assed sweep of the house. To this day, the part about the whole thing that sticks with me the most, and still sends shivers down my spine, is how nonchalant my sister shrugged it off. Almost laughed it off, one could say. It just didn't sit right with me. Something about her mannerisms that felt far beyond her years, like a two-year-old adult. Huh. Of course, through the years, I've brought it up, and she has always maintained that she doesn't have any recollection of what of it whatsoever. Weird. My family and I were driving out of Bellows, a campsite beach for military families in Hawaii. I lazily get glazed. (laughs) I lazily gazed out the window and something caught my eye. About 30 feet away in a clearing before a metal gate leading into the forest was a massive bird like eight feet tall massive oh what it had a long neck brown feathers and very thick long legs my jaw dropped and i was still processing what i had seen when my dad said what the hell was that (laughs) turns out he had seen it too and we both described it identically no one else saw it and by the time our brains had caught up with our eyes it was too late to turn around I always regret not turning around. When we returned later in the day, there was nothing there. When we asked the guard about it, he laughed at us. (laughs) I scoured the internet afterward, and it looked like nothing I could find, at least nothing that isn't extinct. It looked amazingly similar to one of the larger species of moa, Hmm. but those lived in New Zealand thousands of miles away and have been gone for hundreds of years. This happened happened back in 2009 and to this day I wonder whether I saw a Lazarus
0: species. Weird. I don't I mean even if it does compare to a bird eight feet. yeah, I don't think so. that's that's crazy. crazy. yeah, that's that's huge. That's yeah beyond I can imagine seeing something exactly. Like that. that is gigantic. Oh my
1: god. My sister and I apparently both had the same dream one night, a scary one. We were staying in this villa where we had to share a room, and we both woke up suddenly. The window was open when it hadn't been before. I realized she was awake as well, and I told her I'd had a bad dream. As I started to describe it, she started talking along with me, describing the same dream. In it, this black creature that looked like a bull, only it had shiny, scaly, plastic-looking skin... Was standing in the open window with this weird mechanical device, and it somehow fired a projectile at the lamp in the room, which started rocking back and forth. Neither of us wanted to get up and close the window in case the thing was actually out there, so we called for our mom and she closed it, reassuring us in typical mom fashion. For months, we would talk about that incident, and we could never figure out how we both managed to have the same exact dream at the same time. Maybe it really happened. I know. Why was the window open? I don't know. Creepy. I've never heard of anything described like that before. No. That's weird.
0: And I don't know why it creeped me out when it hit the lamp and it just rocked a little. That's creepy, too. It's a weird detail, Exactly, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm When I was six, I had a girlfriend named Molly. I moved away the next year and never saw her again. For the next 40 years, one of my earliest and most vivid memories was me watching a six-year-old redheaded girl running away from me and up towards her house yelling, Mommy, Mommy, Jonathan kissed me. (laughs) And her mother's voice coming back, Well, that must mean he really likes you. A few years ago, I'd had a little sangria and decided to see if Molly was on Facebook. (laughs) I know, I know. There she was. Right name, right age, right hometown, lovely red hair. I private messaged her asking if she was the right red-headed girl. She wrote back that she was definitely the right Molly and was happy to hear from me. But she'd only started dyeing her hair red after college. Memory's a trip, man. Weird. Did that make any sense to you whatsoever?
0: I mean... No. (laughs) Maybe he just meant because he remembered her with red hair, but she didn't actually have red I hair. I don't know. No, that didn't make no sense. I should have taken that one out if I would
1: have read these first. <laughs> I didn't read one either. <laughs> I remember being at a playground with my family and seeing lightning strike right in front of me. Didn't hear thunder and no one else saw it, but I remember seeing it pretty vividly. Not sure if there's something that can go on in your brain that would cause something like that to happen, but I remember pleading with my mom to believe me that I had just seen lightning bolt, a lightning bolt strike right in front of me. And she just ignored me.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> She's probably like, wow, baby, that's <laughs> great.
1: <laughs> okay. My father was the youngest of 11 kids. That meant I had a lot of aunts and uncles. I didn't meet all of them growing up as a child, but I met quite a few. However, I was always told growing up that it was impossible for me to have met one specific aunt, because she passed long ago. Yet, I remembered meeting this aunt at my grandparents' house when my grandmother's service was being held. I was a young kid, age 10, and there were very few cousins my age in attendance. In fact, my being there was seen as offensive to some of the aunts and uncles, because this kind of event isn't for children. This was back in 1979, so there was very little to occupy my time. I ate food because there was a lot of food on the table. I sat and listened to what the grown-ups were saying, and quickly lost track because I didn't understand a bit of it. Eventually, my father got sick of being told that I was not welcome and handed me a bag of toy cars. He sent me into a back room where I couldn't be seen or heard. I played with the cars for a while when a woman came in. She said she was my aunt because she was my father's sister and not because she was married to any of my father's brothers. She was obviously older than my dad, but definitely wanted to play cars with me, which I thought was very strange. She wasn't dressed in black like everyone else, and she talked funny. We had fun playing cars for a while, then she left. Everyone insisted for decades that it was impossible for me to have met her and that I was wrong. I was also admonished many times to stop bringing it up, stop mentioning her name, and most especially to stop referring to her as my aunt or to imply that she was a sibling to my father or any of his other siblings. So here's where I explain what I learned as an adult. The sibling was born wrong somehow. She might have been developmentally disabled, had cerebral palsy... I cannot talk tonight... (laughs) Hell, she might have just been on the autism spectrum, but in in the time that she was a child, you didn't acknowledge children like that. She was literally locked in an attic room, left there, fed there, and was never talked to or let out of the room. When she was still a child, but not yet an adult, she was taken from the house and put in a special home, a nice phrase that meant insane asylum. She was warehoused there for the rest of her life. The younger siblings were only told that she passed, while the older ones were aware that she was taken away. She was still alive until 1987 at least, and it was very possible and likely that one of her older siblings might have brought her home for the memorial service or her mother where I met her. Of her mother where I met her. So she was still alive. That's what it sounds like. They, they would have known. I mean, unless they just didn't acknowledge that she was there. Or they hadn't seen her and didn't know it was her. Maybe, but someone would have had to bring her, right? Or maybe she was older and got out and came on her own. Maybe. And no one had any idea who she was. Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm like 95% sure I sort of got hit by a car when crossing the street with my mom. Huh? There was a red light and we didn't cross at a crosswalk. A car inched forward and I remember falling onto the hood but I was fine. I used to literally get flashbacks for years, but my mom swears it never happened. I think she's lying. <laughs> what? That's
0: so weird. I think you'd know. I, yeah. And if it was a small child, they wouldn't end up on the hood. No. That's They'd end super up underneath weird. the
1: car. Yeah. <laughs> I have this memory of sleeping in an office block in South London with my mom on an airbed. I recall looking out the window and feeling sad. Years later I was driving and got a very strong impulse to stop outside this building, and I was one hundred percent certain it was the it was that one. Every time I went past it felt odd. My mom says it didn't happen, and everyone else concurs. My best conclusion at this stage is that I probably had a very vivid dream and that became conflated
0: with something else. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. These sound like maybe maybe that happened in a different life. Maybe. maybe that kid got hit by a car. Maybe that's how he died. Mm. Got hit by a car and died, and then he was really young, so you remembered it? I think you got the last
1: two mixed up.
0: No. Are that the same story? No, but oh. they're similar. Oh. They're both very... Like, this kid saw, remembers being in an office building... On an air mattress. Oh, I see what
1: you're saying. Looking out the window yeah. sad.
0: Maybe, maybe that's something. And then the other kid remembered the car accident from another life. That really, yeah. Hmm. Maybe.
1: I could lucid dream when I was a kid. I would actually get really excited to go to bed because I could decide what to dream and then dream it. I had a recurring character in my lucid dreaming. He was a boy my age with blonde hair. We would always play in this backyard playground type setting that had a big brick wall on the edge. One night, I dreamt that we really wanted to find out what was on the other side of that wall. So we climbed a tree, and the the boy climbed onto the wall. He looked back at me and waved and went over it. I never lucid dreamed again after that. It actually caused me a lot of distress as a kid. I legit missed him terribly and tried so hard to lucid
0: dream, but I just couldn't do it anymore after that. Weird. That reminded me of that. Remember that one story we had a long time ago when when the kid remembered like floating down the stairs and then like one day he couldn't do it anymore oh yeah that's so
1: weird yeah that is crazy makes you wonder if we can actually do stuff like that yeah 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 that'd be interesting
0: well they say that i mean we only use a certain amount of our brain Mm -hmm. and if we could access the rest of it i bet we could do Mm -hmm. crazy shit
1: probably could Sometime before the age of five, I remember being convinced that if I tried hard enough and believed in myself, I could fly. This is the story. What? Is it? (laughs) Yeah, listen. So I would practice flying, jumping down the stairs when nobody was watching. Oh, maybe not. I never developed my ability to fly, but I vividly remember basically cannonballing down 14 steps and just gliding down in midair and landing at the bottom totally safe and uninjured
0: many times over the years. That is the same fucking story. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Ew, I don't like that. <laughs> that's creepy.
1: <laughs> Holy shit.
0: And the Elmer Foot thing, too? That was a coincidence. Yeah. That's weird. Weird.
1: Not my memory, but my friend's. He was seven or eight years old. There was a blackout, so the family lit candles in every room. He was fascinated by the shadows created by the candles in his room, so he made shadow puppets. Duck, rabbit, dog, etc. Then he made a shadow of the devil, with his two hands forming the face of the devil and his pinkies forming the horns. He was quite satisfied with the shadow. It really looked like the devil. Then he put down his hands, but the shadow remained there. It wouldn't wouldn't move even after he tried to create other shadows. He ran to his room and hid underneath (laughs) the bed covers. Oh, my
0: God. That's
1: creepy. (laughs) Ew. I remember laying in bed one night and staring hard out the window because it was storming pretty bad. All of a sudden, it got even darker than it was, and my mom calmly walked into my room and said, Stop looking out the window, honey. It's not safe. Then she left, and I saw garbage tossed into the air, and I could hear the shingles slapping against the roof because they nearly got ripped off. Pretty obvious it was a tornado, but the next day, my parents acted like nothing happened. We went outside at one point, and everything looked the same as it always had, so I don't know if it really happened or if it was a dream. That sounds like a dream to me. It does.
0: Weird, though.
1: I used to sleep on the top bunk. I was around six, it was the middle of the night and i woke up and looked down to the floor my toddler sister was walking around the room i said her name she looked up at me and vanished no. i remembered this vividly down to the pajamas she was wearing she's alive and in her 30s now in case anyone thinks i saw a ghost
0: weird that is weird maybe she's astro projecting or something could be
1: I've never told anyone this before for reasons you'll soon understand, but here it goes. When I was very young, maybe six or seven, I had a supernatural sense in locating anything. I first noticed this when my grandmother was asking for her Tetris handheld game device, (laughs) which looked like a huge game boy before game boys were a thing. I distinctly remember as if I had a snake's thermal sense looking toward the back of the glass cabinet where the Tetris device was And I retrieved it for her. Ever since then, I used used that ability and can find anything my family asked for. I mean everything. Where's my keychain? Oh, bottom of the drawer here. Wristwatch? Fell through the crack between the cupboards. Holy shit. I was supremely confident in that sense because it never failed me. This all ended one day when I moved to a new country and basically started a new life. New furniture, new environment, new friends, new almost everything. I woke up one morning to find my parents looking for my dad's glasses, which he apparently lost when he rolled around the bed during the night. As always, I activated my spidey sense, which led me to the edge of the bed, my dad's side. I felt the glasses were were there, right where I was looking, at the white sheets edging off the side of the bed, but I didn't see the glasses. I was profoundly confused as to why I couldn't find them, even though my sense was leading me to that spot. I began questioning whether I really had this supernatural ability. About five minutes later, my parents found the glasses. They were somehow stuck between the mattress and the box. The kicker was that the location of the glasses was the exact place I was looking at, just the altitude was different. My sense brought me to the point, but I failed to look through the bed and just looked on the surface of the spot that was only a foot above where the glasses were. How could I have thought to look between the layers of the bed? That was the last time I had that sense. I find things with difficulty of a typical dude ever since. But in the days after I lost that ability, I thought the event somehow disrupted my sense and thus told myself to never forget this incident because when I grow up, I would develop logic and sense and would not believe myself. (laughs) I was already smart enough to not tell anyone at the time since I was seven and nobody would believe me anyway. I also knew that I would doubt myself when I grew up, so I needed some rock-solid evidence or at least an unforgettable incident marked in my memories to remind me that I was not imagining things. Well, over 20 years later, I still don't know what I'm supposed to think. Weird. That is weird. I want that
0: ability. No shit. That'd be so awesome. That's all I got. All right. I did, uh, I think, just unexplainable things. Weird, unexplainable things. First one, I was once changing my pants in my room before work. I took off my belt. After putting on another pair of pants, I went to put my belt back on. But the belt was gone. No one else was in the room, and I spent a good ten minutes looking for it. I had simply set it on the floor. It's been ten years, and I've never seen that belt again. Weird. That's weird. The house ate it. (laughs) Next one. So this still baffles me, but when I was a kid, we moved into a new house. And while the realtor was showing us around, I saw a lady sitting at a white dresser in a pink room. She even waved at me when I asked my mom who it was. She just brushed it off because she was trying to listen to the realtor. The weirdest part of it was that once we moved in, we found that there were no rooms painted pink in the house. My family just brushed the whole thing off despite my being adamant of what I saw. Fast forward a few years, and I'm in high school at this point, and we start renovating the house. While stripping the wallpaper in the master bedroom, we found out it was painted pink. Still low-key freaks me out. Mm. That's creepy. That is creepy. Next one, when I was 12 years old, we went to Lake Tahoe with a friend and his parents, who had a condo in Incline Village. One day, the two of us were walking to a bowling alley and had to cross the street at a crosswalk. Right after we stepped off the curb, a car came really close to hitting us. All of a sudden, we were both up on the curb like we were lifted a few feet. We both looked at each other strangely. Did you jump? No, did you? No. We went for the next hour kind of dumbfounded. It didn't feel like a shove or any use of force. We were in the street, then we weren't. Hmm. Weird. Next one, when I was in elementary school, I used to have the same dream every weekend starting on Saturday when I would go to sleep and then waking up in the middle of the night on Sunday morning and throwing up. The dream was always a bunch of numbers, even and not even anything happening, just a bunch of random jumbled up numbers all over the place. I never understood why that happened. The same dream would happen on the same night every week and I would throw up every single time. I always think about it and wonder what it meant or if I was, or if it was just a weird coincidence. What? That is weird. That is weird. Ew, that gave me chills. That's creepy. I wonder what the numbers are. I don't know. You should have written them down or something. (laughs) Why would you throw up though? Maybe Mm, just like the intenseness or Mm. Weird. Okay, next one. I have a vivid memory of being at the Statue of Liberty as a child on my dad's shoulder, seeing the sky of NYC. I remember the ferry we took. I remember what we ate for lunch that day, etc. I've always talked about it, but my family denies I ever went to New York City. I didn't go for the first time until I was 23, but strangely enough, when I went, I remembered everything just how it had been when I was there with my dad. That another, that sounds like a, yeah, it sounds like a past life. Creepy. Next one, when I was 10 years old, I didn't want to go to school one day. I faked a stomach ache so my grandmother would let me stay home. I've always been a bad liar, so my grandmother tried to call my bluff. She told me if I was too sick for school, then she would schedule me a doctor's appointment. Three hours later, I was rushed into emergency surgery. What? My fake illness was actually appendicitis. And it was so inflamed that if I hadn't come in that day, my appendix would have ruptured, potentially killing me. I felt one hundred percent fine that day. Faked being sick saved my life. Oh my god, that is crazy! And she was trying to be like, "Fine, I'm taking you to the doctor." Like, I'm so sorry, I didn't believe you. Nope, you're going to the doctor. Oh my god, (laughs) that's crazy. Okay, next one. This one is strange to me because it was so long ago that I'm convinced I have to be remembering things wrong. When I was a kid and at the grocery store, I saw the small toy helicopter that I really wanted for some reason. I, of course, didn't buy it, but the memory of it was stuck in my head. A few nights later, I had a dream that I was playing with the helicopter, but I realized it was a dream. In the dream, stupid young me thought that if I put it under my pillow, it would be there when I woke up. After that, I woke up and eagerly checked under my pillow. It was right where I left it in the dream. As a kid, I wasn't surprised to find it there, but years later, I still have no clue how the toy helicopter actually got underneath my pillow. It gave me chills. I know, me too. What the fuck? I'm going to do that with a billion dollars tonight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna put it. I'll just put it under my pillow. You have to dream about it first. Um, you can't just think about it. Shit, you have to dream it. I'll figure it out. I'll give you your half.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would totally shit (laughs) if I came with a half a billion dollars. What did I just (laughs) do? That would be great. That would be awesome. Okay, next one. When I was in primary school, there were all of these cups in the cafeteria, which were filled with milk every lunch. Red, green, blue, but only one yellow cup. Everyone would fight to get the yellow cup like it was the Holy Grail, and it had been that way for years. One night, I had a dream that the cafeteria had gotten more yellow cups in, and lo and behold, the next day there were hundreds of yellow cups. (laughs) just weird (laughs) (laughs) next one my dad owned a small garden shop so i'd stay behind the checkout after school until the shop closed that was until i saw a tall man wearing all black like a trench coat walking past my dad and smiling at me before going into the staff only area i jumped up to stop him even though i was only seven this back area was filled with new shipments i turned the corner but nobody was there There was nowhere he could have gone i asked my dad to check the cameras after closing but it's it only shows me jumping up and running out of frame i never felt comfortable there again weird next one i swear my four-year-old can read my mind or we think on the same wavelength sometimes i've randomly thought of a specific food like a specific type of ice cream which we rarely have and he'll ask me to get it or i'll be thinking about my mom and he'll ask, can we go to Grandma's? Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Next one, I had a sleep paralysis nightmare when I was a kid. I saw a red-eyed dark figure standing in the doorway. It's always stuck with me, and I've called him the boogeyman ever since. One day I was browsing Reddit, and someone, somebody painted a picture of their sleep paralysis demon. It was like the guy had painted my exact dream, and a bunch of other people commented, that they had seen the same creature. It always makes me uneasy to think about it. I've actually heard stories
1: of people that see the same thing.
0: Ooh, that's creepy. I, um, is one of them the smiling man? That's There's a, one. Yeah, that's another one. that The people have drawn the face of this man in their dreams, and like a bunch of people have dreamt about this mm-hmm. dude. Ooh, it's creepy. Okay, next one. I turned to a person who I barely knew... And said, My sister's getting engaged right now, without having the intent of speaking to them at all. He politely asked me why I said that, and I had just I had to just shake my head and say, I don't know. A few days later I found that that sure enough, at that exact moment, moment on the far side of the world, my sister had said yes to mister Wright. I hadn't even known she was dating. That's weird. That is weird. Next one I used to fence. I was at a tournament once and had just started to bout against a competitor. You win the bout by being the first at five points. I score what I believe to be the first point, but the official indicates the match is over and I've won. I stand there confused for a second, but my my opponent seems to agree that I've won. Salutes, approaches for a handshake. I go along with it. I checked the scorecard, and it says I've won five to two. In total, I probably lost four or five minutes of time. It hasn't happened to me since, to the best of my knowledge, but it's been 20 years, and I still wonder what happened. That's weird. That is weird. Well, he won. Yeah, that Couldn't creepy. have been bad. Next one, when my daughter was little, whenever she would get upset, something in the kitchen would randomly break. <laughs> It happened way too many times to be coincidental, and the things that broke did so in inexplicable ways. I clearly remember one incident very early in the morning, standing in the kitchen, telling her she couldn't have cake from the night before. She immediately looked angry, and I heard a weird plink sound inside the cupboard. I opened it to find a plate on the top of the stack was cracked in several places. No signs of this in later years. She's 24 now and i often allude to this to remind her boyfriend not to piss her off that's crazy it's like a real life carry yeah woo crazy
1: that's another one that makes you think yeah we're there's probably all kinds of things we could do yeah. if
0: we just could access it yeah crazy Next one, several times a year, I suddenly get a thought that it's been a long time, usually months, since I last spoke to a particular friend or relative. Then I will get a voice call or email from that person within a few hours. I can't explain it, but I never tell them about it because I fear losing the strange ability that I have. Hmm. Next one, when I was a kid, I slept with my bedroom door open because my cat liked to cuddle with me. Our hallway was just a round hallway, and I could see the bathroom door and my parents' bedroom door. I also slept with my lights on, but dimmed. One night, I couldn't sleep for some reason. I called out for my mom, and I saw her standing near my doorway. She was kind of turned away from me with her hand on her face. I knew it was her because she slept in a big purple t-shirt that night, but she was completely still. Static. Mind you, I was wide awake. When I called out to her, she didn't move at all. Blink. Blink. She was gone. I started freaking out and calling out to her, and that's when I heard their door open and close, and my mom rushed to my aid. I think she either slept with me all night, or I stayed up all night watching TV to pacify myself. I started sleeping with my door closed after that, and I don't look too carefully at darkness. Yeah. That's weird. That's creepy. Next one, I was at a friend's house, and they were in the garage working on a dirt bike. The driveway was empty and their parents had left a while ago. I went inside to grab a soda, but decided to look for his cat, who I hadn't seen all day. I walked into the office and as I'm calling the cat's name, a deep man's voice said meow right (laughs) into my right ear. (laughs) (sighs) Meow. (laughs) I jumped and ran around the main, ran around the main floor looking for who said it. I didn't find anyone. Meow. Stop it. (laughs) That's creepy. That's creepy. (laughs) Deep man's voice in your ear saying meow? No. Okay. Next one. I was too young to remember this myself, but my mom always tells me this story. Apparently, when I was younger, like barely able to speak, I was sitting on the floor playing with some toys with my mom when I nonchalantly said... When I was in heaven, I met a woman who said you'd be the perfect mommy for me. My mom asked me to describe the woman, and I apparently described my mom's great-grandmother perfectly, down to the eye color. I had obviously never met my great-grandmother, nor seen a picture of her. That's nice. Next one. I had watched an early episode of Criminal Minds where an arsonist would lock people in their homes before lighting the house on fire. For whatever reason, it really got to me. A night later, I woke up out of dead sleep and couldn't get that episode out of my mind. So I finally decided just to get up and check the front door. I swear I couldn't open the door. I unlocked it, but it was totally stuck. I woke up my husband because I was so freaked out. He also tried but couldn't get the door open and he's a big guy. I ended up climbing out of a window so I could push the door from the outside while he pulled from the inside. We finally got it open, and I didn't watch Criminal Minds for a long time after that. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what. Weird. Why would that even happen? I don't know. Maybe there. Um, maybe it's a big wood door, and it got stuck. Like if it was hot or yeah. pulled outside, you know? Smelling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
1: don't know. That's
0: <laughs> that's crazy and scary, Just, though. Yeah. I, my door never gets stuck like that. Creepy. And this is my last one. I was driving across the U.S. and drove into Salt Lake City. For whatever reason, I got a craving for IHOP. So I punched it in Google Maps and followed the directions to a spot in the middle of town. I walked in and the place was empty. I don't mean like there were no customers. I mean there was literally not a person in the place. No wait staff, no customers, no cooks, nobody. There was partially eaten food on all the tables and bags and purses in the booths. TVs were on everywhere. There were even burgers on the grill, slowly burning. There wasn't a soul in the place. It was like they all just vanished at once. I was so freaked out, I hopped back into my car and drove until I hit the Nevada border before stopping to eat. I still have no fucking idea what happened. I don't know. That's creepy. I got chills. It's like an alien abduction.
1: I would have had to went back and went back in and see if they were back.
0: Yeah, something. Yeah. I mean, you would freak the fuck out. That is scary. Like, where when, like, half-eaten plates everywhere and the food's still cooking and nobody's around? No. No. Creepy. Actually, I take that back. I probably would have booked it out there. <laughs> yeah, <know>. exactly. <laughs> like, fuck this. <laughs> well, I kind of want to know, did it say what time it was? It didn't say what time it was. If it was if it was late, like in the middle of the night, because I hop served twenty four hours, right? I think so. If it was in the middle of the night, I could see that happening. If there was like maybe one customer, maybe a friend of the people that work there, and they all like maybe they all went out to the back to smoke or something. Yeah, but they wouldn't leave hamburgers to burn. Not necessarily. There. Maybe they forgot about You know, like maybe put one on there was like, okay, I'll be five minutes. I don't know. That... It's still creepy, but. Yeah. I guess it could be explained if you really reached. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. It's time for the Witty Wrap-Up. Yay, Witty Wrap-Up. Woman. Aw, he's so cute. Me. Thanks. He's a rescue. My boyfriend. Stop telling people that. <laughs> Aww. You got to experience serious heartbreak at nineteen year old, nineteen years old, so that you're not on a reality TV show at twenty six <laughs> crying over a boy you've known for a week. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah, I hate when people. Oh my god, <laughs> people. <laughs> 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 <sighs> I hate when people say we don't deserve dogs. I do deserve a dog. <laughs> okay, I don't know what a a CV is a CV? when it comes to like uh, getting a job. I don't, know. I don't know, but got a CV today, and the guy literally listed one of his skills as googling. We're interviewing him. <laughs>
0: oh my god oh my god what one of his skills is google (laughs) oh wouldn't that be everyone's skill if you can spell and read you can google something even if you can't if you can speak yeah you can google oh my god i hate that person (laughs) oh my god
1: One of my employees said he doesn't want to get married to his long-term girlfriend because he doesn't want her to take half. I asked him what he had, and now we're sitting in silence.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Dumbass.
1: Uh, Girl, you don't want to marry him anyway. No. Oh, my God. Does Gen Z know that in order to go to the movies, we used to have to call a hotline and wait for a disembodied voice to tell
0: us our options? (laughs) They probably have no (laughs) idea. No clue. (laughs) I still remember the number I called every morning to get the weather. Really? Yeah. Otherwise, you have to freaking wait. You couldn't look it up yeah. online. You had to call it six three five five nine five nine, And then you get the weather report for the day. That's so bad. Wow. Oh, my gosh.
1: I still remember our phone number. Oh, yeah. When we lived in Danville. Oh,
0: I remember ours when we, you know, obviously. 745-7188. I just was four eight five seven three eight two. Yeah, and when
1: we first met. My my. Oh, I can't say that. I don't Never <laughs> mind. I wish I could just drop my body off at the gym and go pick it up after the workout. Fuck
0: that would be
1: yes, awesome. Oh my god, they should come up with that. They should. <laughs> if you're trying to lose weight, a handful of almonds is a great thing to angrily throw at your reflection in the mirror. <laughs> Good
0: to know. Good to know. Because you're not gonna eat it. I do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love almonds, actually. I don't really. I do not want to hold your baby. Do
1: not give me your baby to hold. I will drop it. Oh, I won't drop it. But I don't want to hold it. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. Girls don't dress for men. Girls dress to stare at their own reflections in every window they pass and nitpick everything
0: bad we see. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
1: Can't talk right now. I'm doing hot girl shit. Eating salt and vinegar chips to the point of causing dozens of cuts along the roof of my mouth and gums. Have Definitely you ever, have you ever done that?
0: Shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Cereal does it to me, too, so bad. Oh, yeah. It tears up the roof of your mouth. Yes. Yeah. But you still continue to eat it. Yep. <laughs> sure do.
1: <laughs> I've eaten salt and vinegar chips to the point where my lips are... Like Like, swollen? Yeah. yeah. Swollen and wrinkled. (laughs) Oh my gosh. They're so good. They're so good. (laughs) Kids' teeth fall out and we celebrate that. I
0: know, right? What? (laughs) We're so weird.
1: (laughs) If you close your eyes and press on them, that's what space looks like and you've
0: saved yourself millions of dollars. I have to do that to fall asleep sometimes. <laughs> Just focus, don't think.
1: <laughs> Just started referring to my ovaries as my nuts, and I feel better already. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> My mom keeps saying, now that you're finally old enough, then she goes on to tell me some deep, dark family secret that she already told me when I was in elementary school.
0: (laughs) Well, shit. She must have drank a lot. Yeah, that's what it sounds like.
1: (laughs) Reading for pleasure implies the existence of reading for pain.
0: Oh. Well, yeah. I get, like, (laughs) textbooks and stuff. That's Yeah.
1: It's very... (laughs) I read a lot, but it's not educational. Yeah, they're good, good books. Yes. My daughter made a hundred and ten dollars on her lemonade stand today in like an hour. Turned out people were handing her fives and tens, and she just assertively say and she was just assertively saying, "Thank you for the tip <laughs> and not offering change."
0: That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much for your generous donation. <laughs>
1: And she was probably really cute. And they're like, oh, okay.
0: But 110 hundred and That's a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Holy shit. I'm making $110 an hour. Fuck, I, could, I like that. Fuck yeah. Or some lemonade. <laughs> I can say thank you for the tip loudly. <laughs> <laughs> my
1: child introduced me to another child waiting to go into summer camp by saying, this is XYZ. She's my enemy. And they both just exchanged knowing glances. Oh, okay. Okay. You are not coming to my birthday, is my four-year-old's latest burn to anyone he's mad at. His birthday is in ten months. (laughs) To be honest, I think I'm going to start using it myself. (laughs) That's actually
0: great. You can't argue with that. That's true.
1: (laughs) You're ugly. No, you're ugly. My identical twins fighting. (gasps) Oh, my God.
0: That would be hilarious. I would take that. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) My five-year-old
1: went from not knowing about the Olympics to yelling at the TV and trash-talking entire nations in a matter of minutes. (laughs) Yesterday, my four-year-old accidentally hugged a stranger at the pool when she thought she was hugging me. The panic that followed probably set off the sequence of events that will end the world. (laughs) Oh, poor kid. (laughs) I so get this next one. My son is 19, and he still took two hours explaining his new video game to me. In case you're wondering how long this phase lasts. Oh, no. It is so true. He used to sit there and tell me in detail... All his games. I'm like, Peyton, you know I don't care, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah. But anyway, he <laughs> would just keep on going. I'm
0: like, okay. <laughs> he knows you don't care and doesn't care that you don't care. <laughs> he don't care. <laughs> A
1: girl the same age as 12 came over the other day with her mom. Wait. Oh, okay. Okay. I get this. <laughs> A girl the same age as my 12-year-old came over the other day with her mom. My 12-year-old doesn't know what to do with cute girls, so he walked outside and sat in my parked car at our own home in 90-degree heat.
0: Aww. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Fourth night.
1: <thing. laughs> Good morning to everyone except my four-year-old, who told me his pancakes taste like paper towels. Well, wow. well, shit five-year-old let's play hide and seek me for the last time you are in bed it's time to sleep i'm going back to the living room five-year-old from his room okay but you're not supposed to tell where you're going to hide
0: oh my god oh what do we do without kids not
1: my nine-year-old telling me she's having a problem with a boy at school, so they're having a rat battle tomorrow. <laughs> a rat battle. Ah, that I would love to see. Fuck
0: yes. Oh my God, that would be the best. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this morning, my seven-year-old told me off for not brushing my teeth for full two minutes. And well, I had no idea sounding like a parent was so annoying. <laughs> and I, oh, this is the last one. A nature hike with an 11-year-old can be a great opportunity to discuss deep questions they have about the world that you never even pondered. Like, do you think animals swear?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's all I got. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Send in your stories. We need them. GhoulsNightOutPodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about Jacob. Do you think he exists or are we hearing shit? We want to know. Look us up on Facebook. You can request to join the group. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. And we'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye.